Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Marenzi, and I'm on the grid. Let's do this thing. Hour two, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, still raging about the uh, skin screw job uh, that went down. Uh, but uh, don't worry, Cam, you'll have an opportunity to get screwed again. There's another skins game coming up this week. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, no, I, I, I said it. Tom Brady, putt. Oh, hey, how did that go in the hole? I don't know. Was it gravity? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, Gabe, but I have a feeling, too, in these formats, let's just call it out for what it is. We're not stupid. They love it to go to the last hole. The longer the coverage, the better. Like, there's no worse thing for a made-for-TV event if one team blows them away. So they get the wink, wink, you know, okay, well, we're up five on you. You know, make it close, make it interesting. But I got to believe Tiger and uh, Manning will beat uh, Phil and Brady. But, hey, what do I know? How are we going to get screwed again? Well, we'll talk after the event because something weird's going to happen in this one, too. Checking in with the number uh, right now, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning are uh, minus 230. Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, plus 184. Mm-hmm. Plus 184 right now, but I'm liking the favorites this time. I do think that uh, I think that Tiger and Manning uh, bring it. We talked about them playing at this golf course uh, before. Peyton Manning said he lost uh, his balls before he got to the 18th hole. Tom Brady said he shot 106, but as I said uh, last week, I don't believe anything Tom Brady says. Yeah, at 18, he shot a 124. I, I don't. Yeah, that's well, the thing. That like, was with deflated golf balls, or uh, yeah. what kind of balls were you using there, Tom? Yeah, that's Boy? the thing. They were not. They were not PGA officially licensed balls. They had a Super Bowl core game. He was getting 30 more yards off the tee. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I'll tell you one thing. After the screw job with uh, Fowler and Wolf, nothing will surprise so me. So let anymore. me ask you. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, do you wish that it didn't happen? Are you glad that sports are back or would it be like, man, no. I wish that never even happened and then just whatever. Like no, they didn't I, hold the event. I'm sorry. I have to be honest with you. I watched golf today, whatever, and I lost money. No, I wish the event didn't happen. And then I have more money in my account. So what did it really do to me? One, it made me stressed. I yelled at the TV. I flipped out on the show. It did nothing positive for my life. So no, <laughs> I wish I didn't see it on TV. Wait for regular tournaments to come back. They're back and actually... Uh, a few weeks, a few weeks, actually, right? June? Yeah. We're already yeah. Uh, mid-May. So, yeah, I'll wait for the regular tour to come back. And I'll tell you what, actually, things are starting to come back uh, right now. But it's interesting because, you know, you see UFC on TV. Now people have gotten a taste of the Skins game. Yep. They see NASCAR. There's a sense kind of right now in America that, all right, we're kind of through this. Let's go, right? But the, the thing is, we're not. People are saying, oh, yeah, let's go. But we're totally not through it from a medical standpoint. Like, the deaths are spiking, guys. It's not as though, like, we beat the virus at all. The virus is still there. And it's like we're just sort of forcing sports back right now into it. And listen, God bless these guys. They can pull it off safely. NASCAR, yes. Uh, Golf, you know, we talked about it. You were in in the original day saying, you know what? You can play golf. You can socially. It's hard with 140 guys. But these skin game, you know, you can totally uh, pull it off. The UFC, you know, credit to the UFC, they they did it. But I said at the time, there's no difference between doing a UFC and doing wrestling like they were doing, right? I mean, they're taping wrestling in Florida right now. So what's the difference if you hit each other for real or fake? You're still <laughs> at close contact. 
You're, you're so right. close contact. And at, right? the yeah. end, at the end, it's like you get the old group photo with the winners. You're not socially distancing or doing anything. There, you're all wearing a, masks. There's a right? difference, though, and then getting a couple of hundred, 330-pound offensive linemen out in the heat on a, on a field yes, with coronavirus yes. in the air. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff, but... Um, let's welcome everybody tuning in uh, right now on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabriel Morenci. Get on the grid. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart's on the grid. Mike Blewett's going to step up and then we'll talk some Major League Baseball and some NFL football as uh, four players got arrested uh, over the weekend in the National Football League. Yeah, it's a couple funny of them pretty good, too. All on our teams, too. A Bill, a Seahawk. What else is new? You know, we're losing. Hey, ah, out of all the players in the league, too, I had to be a Buffalo Bill, I had to be a Seahawk. It just and, never and, ends. Sean McDermott's <laughs> not going to be happy with that all. No. Oh, Sean McDermott? This guy gets angry like if you're like, uh, you know what I mean? You're not straight standing up in your chair in the meeting and paying attention. That's bad news for Ed Oliver, he's buddy. not charged with four counts of uh, armed robbery and uh, aggravated assault. That's a good point. <laughs> like the Andre Baker is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, nevertheless, not good. So, yeah. yeah, four guys got arrested. Idle time is a double time, as we always you, say. You said it, buddy. You yeah. said it. And what have we said, too, before, Ken? This stuff never happens, never happens at two in the afternoon on no. a Tuesday. No. It's always Saturday night, four in the morning. Although Dunbar, Dunbar and uh, and Baker were pretty dumb. They did that like on a Thursday or something like that. <laughs> and I still don't know like what their deal is. They're just stupid all the time. But uh, exactly. But that's the old saying, nothing good happens after midnight, right? No, you're absolutely true. Like all the trouble I get into, yeah, it's usually after two o'clock in the morning. And hey, what can you do? That's when the you know the police are out. But if they see a guy at four o'clock in the morning and you're the only person on the street, well, you're probably I don't know what you're up to. Like, are you going to the Seven uh, Eleven to grab a Slurpee? Probably not. You're probably like either picking Dude, up. He had a trailer. Ed Oliver had a trailer with a dune buggy attached to the back of his rig. <laughs> yeah, and he, he was born. drunk. Yeah, so, not, yeah, the dune buggy was, like, waving around everywhere. People <laughs> behind them were getting worried. <laughs> the dune buggy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, here's a tip. Yeah, if you're drinking and driving, don't have, like, a, a trailer latch and other things in the back, too. Like, that's... I think that, well, I'll tell you one... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, you know, just get someone else to drive, too. But anyway. That's another story, yes. But uh, speaking of dune buggies, Kevin Harvick gets it done. NASCAR dune buggy. Although, no, not Doom Buggy, not iRacing. It was real. NASCAR is back. And, guys, we got a million more races, actually. So, whatever. We always talk about it. Of course, I had, like, every favorite except him. I had a little bit on Bush. I had a little bit on Koslowski, but I didn't have anything on Harvick. I, I put a little bit on Harvick, actually. I checked my account. I, I didn't get my full golf money back, but uh, what was it? Seven to one, 20 got me 140. So Nice. nice. That's good odds, actually, because oh. yeah, good, you got it earlier. Good, good job. Yeah. So, Kevin Harvick wins his first race of the season. NASCAR is back. There's going to be another race. Uh, in a couple of days, we'll definitely be uh, breaking it down. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. The loudest station in the nation. The loudest station in the nation. SB Nation Radio. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with Mike Blewett. Sports Grid's very own uh, Mike Blewett. We'll get into uh, some NFL uh, news. Um, some Pittsburgh Steelers uh, talk as well. But want to get your take, uh, Mike, on a Major League uh, Baseball uh, situation uh, right now. 
Yeah. Uh, the owners uh, did a good job of putting the players into um, into a situation in which they're going to look like the villains and the bad guys, and they're the easy targets because you know what? Major League Baseball owners don't have Twitter accounts. Major League Baseball owners hide behind the scenes, and you know what else they hide? They hide the numbers uh, as well. And something that I find interesting about this, and I look forward to your take on this, so everyone's like, well, what's the big deal? Just split 50-50. It's fine. It's not as if, though, it's not like the NFL and the NBA. We can get into, like, the revenue share and all that, but the NBA and the NFL, they know how much money is there. Like, mm -hmm. every every team actually has, like, it's on the books, right? Every, every dollar is accounted for, so to speak. Major League Baseball, they're private corporations. They don't have to show anyone the books. The Yankees don't have to show anybody their books. Mm -hmm. So not only are the players, they lost 25%. Now they want to do the revenue, the 50-50 split. But the owners want the players to just sort of take their word for it in what 50-50 really even is, Mike. Right. Right. So... There's been a, a, several articles released in the last couple of days, as you said. It's obviously Major League Baseball pushing the numbers out there for people to try to gain some clarity, some understanding of what the economics are. Now, if you were to take the numbers at face value, MLB owners would tell you that no matter what happens, if we play all the games as expected, what's what we can, 82 games or so, they're going to lose $4 billion dollars. Because of the lack of fans and the lack of, no, they're just games. not going to make four billion more in profit. I think that's right. that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. And right. listen, you're a smart guy. You went to Boston College, mm -hmm. so uh, explain to us. There's a difference between losing four billion and not making four billion. Yeah, it's an opportunity cost, right? So if you were expected to make ten billion on the whole and you make six billion, you're going to say, "Hey, we lost four billion dollars." Realistically, you made six billion. You didn't lose four billion. You lost an opportunity yeah, and to if make they're only on, Yeah, so if they're saying $4 billion and their revenue is exactly what you just stated, and like $10.5 billion or so, mm -hmm. and they only pay $4.1 billion to the players, and now they're paying 25% less than that, and the players only want prorated for like half the season after, then the owner's math doesn't add up. Yeah, well, they, they are, I, I from what I've read, and AP has been done exclusives on this. So go to AP News if you really want to dive into the numbers. They're claiming actual losses because they're not able to deliver those 82 games to all of their uh, local partners. So if you start doing the math, diving into it, now, granted, this is only coming from one source, MLB. So as we dive a little bit further into it, we'll find out more how much they're telling the truth. But the reality is, due to the 40-year horrible relationship between MLBPA and the MLB owners, they're not going to believe them. And, and they shouldn't. I, they shouldn't. And, and, and why would they? So what do you make? Uh, first, it was Mark Teixeira, which is pretty rich for a dude that was all about money, Mark Teixeira, yeah. and made a lot of money, $222 million oh, yeah. uh, or so. He says, well, you know what? You know, you guys should, uh, you should play. You know, you know, for the good of America and for the good of baseball. And, and oh, yeah, he happens to be an ESPN baseball analyst. And now Alex Rodriguez, of all people. Alex Rodriguez, who, you know, you know what I mean? Major League Baseball players never liked them. And then, you know, it turned out, it's like, dude, and what, you're cheating now, too? And we got we, we to gotta represent you and protect you as part of the union? You're not even really one of us, really. He's always sort of been an outsider, but now he's on ESPN. Dude's married to J-Lo. He made $455 million in his career, and he's telling these guys to take a pay cut. 
it's I mean, it, talk about talk about not knowing your place in the argument. Tone deaf is that a good phrase? Yeah, for he, this? yeah absolutely. He shouldn't have anything. He, sh- he nobody should be counting other people's money in this scenario. Isn't that the biggest thing in sports? We always hear that in the NFL, right? Of course. Don't talk about another player's contracts. Not my business. Yeah, because you haven't negotiated it. You, it's you're in the catbird seat. Those two players you just mentioned made over, well over a half a billion dollars combined. Do you they think had, A-Rod would have been in a hurry not to get his 35 or $40 million a year he was getting at the time or whatever? Yeah, or, he would have, or would have told him to stick it. Like, I'm not playing for less money to put myself out there to potentially get hurt and ruin my next contract, depending on when it would have been during his career, and to share the same thing. And I understand Blake Snell and other players' hesitance uh, towards this, whether it's their health or their uh, their inability to cash in long term i understand why there's trepidation i would like both sides to come to some sort of agreement but i'm not going to firmly side with one side over the other until i learn all of the economics from both sides and you know the safety issue has sort of been swept aside i saw rob manford on uh, cnn town hall and it's interesting when i saw the announcement that he was going to be on the town hall didn't take me long to put two and two together. Well, you know, Time Warner, um, um, TNT, et cetera, all partners with Major yeah, League uh, Baseball. So they gave, it's funny, they didn't bring on the player rep, did they? They didn't bring on Tony no. Clark on Anderson Cooper. Tony his... Clark's not going to be anywhere near there, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we brought in Rob Manford and talked about how we're a seasonal business. They make it seem like they're a, uh, they're a toffee what? shop in Cape Cod. He said, we're, we're a big business, but we're only a seasonal business. And now you hear all these, these owners talking about these losses. Like, they're acting like, they act like Major League Baseball is some, like, small restaurant in Chinatown. It's barely hanging on for life, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they get, they, they play nine months of the year. Let's call it eight. Let's be conservative. They play eight months of the year from spring training through the World Series. And they have a massive, massive technology company, which they're constantly earning on, whether it's MLB Shop or it's uh, M- you know MLB BAM, BAM Tech, uh, they've made billions off of that. So to suggest that they're only a seasonal business, as you said, it's a, it's a funny analogy, you know? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we got this little seaside restaurant uh, on the water that uh, if we lose yeah. out, if we exactly. lose out on Memorial Day business, we're going to be sunk. Yeah, that's that's the way they're making it seem. Well, you know, we don't make a lot of money as it is here. And like, as we say, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, and it's not the players' fault, guys. You can't expect the players to trust the owners. And like, even the owners are not even being genuine right now. They keep leaking things to the media to, to create a narrative with their numbers. And then, you know, it's the, it's the same cycle, Gabe. You're, you're yes. exactly right. This is why they don't like each other. They're not negotiating they're in good that. faith, obviously. Yeah. That's, isn't that the best way of putting it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. You're, you're just leaking things to the press so that we look bad. They're not negotiating uh, in good faith. But one thing that I did wonder about at the time mm-hmm. when they said, well, we're going to play in Major League Baseball stadiums. where The teams are going to play at home, but with no fans. I was like, well, have you spoken to the governors? Have you spoken to the mayors? Mm-hmm. And evidently they have. Evidently they have. And there's, that's one thing that baseball does have going for them. And that hurts the players even more so. Because it's not like when Cuomo came out and said the other day, well, I don't see any reason why they couldn't play Yankee Stadium. Right. Right? And he said, no fans, but 
said it would be good for the city to have baseball, et cetera. I think baseball now, came in hot with saying, we're not gonna do fans. And that was presented to the governors that way, which probably made them made it more reasonable discussion. Yeah, I know. And also, uh, let's let's get deeper here. So the governor of Illinois calling the players greedy already, right? I find it rich the politicians are calling the players greedy, but you know, like you four, know, four governors in a row, I think, from the state of Illinois went to prison, Gabe. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I know. It's of all the states for you to mention. Yeah, no, 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 you're exactly right. But so he calls them out. But you connect the dots here, and you look at so. Oh, now now politicians are getting into the fray. They should be more worried about getting protective health gear and stuff uh, for for their for their nurses. But they're all interested in baseball right now. Who donates more to governors, players or the owners of these baseball teams? Yeah, of course. Like you know, we're seeing big business in play how it works, and they're trying to just sort of squeeze the players. But the players, you know, they're not teenagers that work at Trader Joe's. <laughs> right. And, right. They have a legit union that is yeah. able to give them uh, proper advice as to how to negotiate this. They're not doing it in public yet. The thing that drives me to craziest too is when people bring that up. People work at Trader Joe's for 15 bucks an hour and they won't go and play. It's like, guys, that's the whole point of getting rich. So you don't have to risk your life and do things you don't want to do. That's the point of being rich, guys. Right? You don't become rich to go work at Trader Joe's in a pandemic. Just that's just not the way that it works. All right, uh, we're going to get into some NFL football on the other side. Game time decisions continues. Cam had a dream uh, before the National Football League draft that Tua got drafted by the Detroit Lions. And uh, Cam brought up a couple of times um, that he thinks that, you know, it's more than plausible that Matt Stafford will not be the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Now we get word that Matt Stafford has put his house up for, up for sale um, in uh, in Detroit. Well, outside of uh, Detroit, because, yeah, he's not living in downtown. No, 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 no. He's in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when, I say, when I say Detroit, yeah, yeah. He's a very rich guy. He's, 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 a, very, uh, he's a very rich man. And as we know, of course, uh, for just people who are unaware of this, but his best friend is, uh, is Clayton Kershaw. Correct. Is Clayton, is Clayton Kershaw. In fact, Matthew Stafford was Clayton Kershaw's catcher. Imagine yeah, that. How cool wicked. is that? Like, That's the thing. What, what a battery mate that is. You're talking to me like Kyler Murray was that good at baseball. Matt Stafford was great at baseball, too. Like, he was real, real good. Oh, um, these guys are just those guys, Ken, from the suburbs that just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you Stafford's dunking basketball. Oh, to him, like, but you're in his driveway, you can hit like 23s in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah, watch this. Toof, toof, toof. It's the beautiful society. They get with the hottest chicks that can play a million sports. It's just, hey, man, more power. It's Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Yes. Not just in Texas, but I've, I've, I've been to Texas. But, I mean, I've been to Katy, Texas. Oh, I've yeah. literally been to Katy High School. I did a football game there, Texas versus Team Canada. And, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, like – it's it's basically like a pro facility. Like their their basketball court was an arena. Yeah. Like the football field was like it's it was like a mini pro stadium. It really was like a mini pro stadium. If you look at the quarterbacks though, all that there's like a certain there's certain areas. And there's an area in, in Katy, it's a suburb of uh, that's where Roger Clemens is from, Cam. Yeah, yeah. Like Cam exactly. Clemens' kids, Katy High School and stuff. Yeah. Um Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton. 
Uh, I can go down the list of court, but I, you know, all of them, like David Klinger, Andy Dalton, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matthew Stafford, not all the Houston, Dallas area, basically. Yeah. There's that, that little, the, the Texas high school scene and you know, all these guys, Colt McCoy, they all yeah. have those, those, the same type of crazy names. Yeah, they sound like, uh, Mustangs. Like it's true. Like you could tell a guy from Baker Texas. Mayfield, Colt yeah. McCoy. Yeah. My, what's your name? Colt Maverick. You know, like one of those things. Yeah, he's got that uh, country western uh, cowboy name for sure. Hey, you can't, you can't, you must have some, you have to have a unique name to be the quarterback in the Texas long. You are listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretz. We're throwing it down on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. Of course, shout out to everybody watching this on Zumo TV, Pluto TV, Stir at Sports Grid, or wherever uh, you're tuning in. Let's talk some NFL football. Everybody is uh, yearning for a sense of normalcy in the world uh, right now. And uh, I'll say, hey, anybody that's uh, paying attention to the National Football League would say things are pretty normal uh, right now in the world. As NFL players are getting arrested, as they normally do in the offseason, they say that uh, idle time is the devil's time uh, in, in a situation like this. And I'd say that the uh, the virtual camp isn't exactly keeping uh, players locked in as much as as uh, like, yeah, they're getting locked in, but they're not yeah. getting locked in and dialed in. Um, <laughs> they're getting right. you know locked up. Four players detained actually. Four NFL players were in custody at once on Saturday. Yeah, uh, tough deal. And they I ran think... the gauntlet, Mike. They had all kinds of different crimes: armed robbery, domestic abuse. These are uh, no doubters. Driving firearms, you name it. <laughs> no doubters, Gabe. Uh, these are now granted, we have to hear their side and their lawyers will defend them vigorously, but these were not your jaywalking type of crimes. You're not getting summonses written. They were, had warrants issued and, uh, were detained, uh, for a period of time. But what I would say is that we, we talk about this generally, we talk about this, uh, right after those June OTAs are over leading up to July training camp. It's the time of year that general managers and coaches are the most concerned because they have all their players, their 90 players that are about to head into training camp, free of their own devices. There's a lot of young guys, there's a lot of money being thrown around, and you just start to get nervous about that. Unfortunately, yeah, you're, you're right. we are normally now in that now, position for a, an extended period of time. Normally now, you're right, this time of the year is when the coaches go on vacation and stuff. Hey, you know, the coach went to Africa for two weeks. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's that sort of calm before the storm that the players are on their own. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's usually June, July. But now, since we don't have those OTAs, it's for an extended period of time. And a few players found themselves in trouble. Well, so I would have to say it seems as though uh, Dunbar and, um, and DeAndre Baker, Seattle Seahawks, and, of course, New York Giants, first-round draft pick of the New York Giants last year, DeAndre Baker, who got lit up, didn't have a great year was called out quite a bit, too. Uh, they're the ones with the most serious issues here. Uh, we're talking yeah. about aggravated assault, armed robbery. That's that's not good. No. Like, that's not good. Um, Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver's not going to jail. He's going to get suspended by the NFL. It's not good, but, all right, he was drunk driving and he had an unregistered firearm. <laughs> not yeah. good. Right, hey, just... Like you said, a lawyer, a little payment here, community service, he'll be all right. And, uh, and just register the weapon. Just register the weapon. Just get a registered weapon. You're allowed to have it. And don't do that either. <laughs> Obviously, don't do that. So what was it all about? Like, he he had like a dune buggy, bro. 
He was driving down the street, but he had like a dune buggy attached to his rig. And he was bobbing and weaving and going out in lanes and like with a dune buggy attached to the back of him. Dune buggy's a red flag right there <laughs> from the start. The dune like buggy, a- I don't have a problem with. It's like, all right, you're going dune buggying, fine. I'm fine with that too. I'm saying if you're a police officer and you see the dune buggy, you're like, all right, something's something's going down here. People are dune bugging, going out for beers and another thing a too. And I know that players want to go home and stuff like that, but nothing ever good happens when you go home, guys. Patrick Kane, Chicago Blackhawk player, great player. Yep. Dude, every every off season, every summer, you go to Buffalo, get arrested, accusations, <laughs> um, and it, it got to the point where they told him. How about you stop, like, if you go home, do not go out. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they're, everyone's waiting for you. Like, you see it all the time. Like, it, there's actually word out there with NFL players. Like, don't go to Alabama in the summer, guys. Like, you'll get arrested. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're a dude. You're driving this flashy car down the street. The cops pull everyone over. And there's not much to like do weed. other than drive around and do stuff, right? Like, like, Ed Oliver, if Ed Oliver's driving around Buffalo, he's not getting arrested in the dual buggy. Mm-hmm. They pull him over. They're like, "Hey, how you doing, Ed? All right, let's 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 get you home, Ed." Yeah. You know what I mean? You're yeah. in a small town in Texas. You're Ed Oliver. Bing. You're under arrest. This and stuff Gabe, doesn't happen co- in big cities. And college coaches operate like this too. It's why they want the players on campus all summer long. They don't want them going home, hanging out with their high school friends, getting into trouble. They want them on campus doing workouts with each other and just staying. You know, if you get in trouble in the college town in which you play there's an easier way for the coach to be able to take care of it or lessen yeah. charges or just look out for you in a specific way, even though the practices can't be organized. That's why they want them on campus, working out and taking care of themselves. I know a dude that played college football, and the team that he was on was out of control, man. And uh, he told me, he goes, people have no idea like what really happens. And I uh, he told me point blank. He said there was like literally, like it got up to about like 22 players got arrested, <laughs> okay? And it's not the Florida Gators, all right? I was going to say that sounds like yeah, a Yeah, it's a Irish smaller days. program, but it's a big-name program. But it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, the coach, coach called everyone, like, literally at the stadium. He brought them on, the, like, to the middle of the field, like, at, like, nighttime type thing. And he got everyone around, and he went one by one. He told them. He goes, listen. He goes, uh, I'm done covering up for you guys. I'm done. He said, next time? Let ESPN publish that you got arrested. And basically he was saying, I can't do this every day. Like, I can only cover up so many things for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he told the point blank, he said, guys, a couple of more arrests. And he goes, for the record, I'm going to get fired. And you guys are all going to get outed for being who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, I can't stop it anymore. Like, the dam's about to break. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I remember, dude, in Montreal. All right, this is an NHL hockey team. The police went to the team and they said, we're not looking the other way anymore. Either you do something or your organization is going to have a big problem because we're going to arrest your players. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not doing it anymore. And what happened was one of the players was in a strip club at like 5 in the morning. The place was closed. There was a bunch of cocaine on the table. They charged the stripper with it, even though everyone knew it was the, the player, right? Yeah. And the cop said, you know what? We busted a stripper the other night, man, for possession. It wasn't hers. And he said, 
it's gone too far. We're not do, doing this anymore. The the team traded the players. Right. They didn't. They traded them like immediately. Yeah. Like within two or three weeks, the players were gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I think it's indicative of like that culture, which definitely did exist and still exists today. I think some people think things have cleaned up, but there's just different ways they go well, about. Well, in college up now, now, like what happens, right? When a kid gets in trouble, what's the coach say? Call me first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Call the coach. Let me talk to the sheriff. Yeah. Right. It's one of those deals. I mean, what happened at Baylor is only a few years ago, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, that was pathetic. Well, we're both basketball and football. Yeah. Our brow's a scumbag, and then the basketball. Yeah, let's blame the dead kid. Let's let's yeah. come up with a plan uh, in it together. All right, so let me ask you. Uh, you're a big Pittsburgh Steeler uh, guy, so is Scotty yeah. Farrell. And I know that um, he talks a lot of Steeler football on the show. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of the Steeler blogs and Steeler Nation are like, we got to cut ties with James Harrison. Like, you know, and, you know, enough's enough with James Harrison. I don't think this is a big deal. I don't think it's bounty gate in a sense. There's a difference between telling someone to go hit someone, I'm going to pay you, as opposed to this happens all the time. Teams will cover the guys fine, right? I mean, yeah. we know this, right? That yeah. that goes on all the time. Yeah. But what, what do you make of this story? So tell, like, explain to people what happened here from a Steelers so, perspective. So obviously in 2010, uh, there was, on a specific week in 2010, about 15 minutes apart, there were three really vicious hits on the field. One of them was James Harrison. And that was at a time when the NFL finally acknowledged that there was a concussion issue and that they were probably going to have to start fining guys for hits that they deemed to be excessive. Now, no flag was thrown on this play. James Harrison lit up Muhammad Masakoy uh, and he injured him and it was deemed a, a findable offense. James Harrison then became the poster boy for findable offenses on hits, hundreds of thousands of dollars he lost through fines. Now, at the time, since there's no flag thrown, it seems like he's alleging that Mike Tomlin gave him an envelope saying, that was a BS fine, we're get, I'll, we'll give you this, and we're looking the other way, thanks for playing hard. That's sort of how James Harrison has laid it out. Now, Tomlin's never going to say a thing about it. The Steelers rebuked James Harrison's story, then James Harrison who was getting a lot of blowback on social media, came out and explained it. I thought his explanation was extremely plausible after the second explanation around. Thought it was plausible. Basically said what I just said. Hey, look, he didn't tell me to go out there and do that. No, He's just saying we, didn't like, we don't appreciate the fact that the NFL fined us for a, a play that wasn't even had a, didn't even have a flag thrown. The so problem we'll take is, care of the though, fine this time. You know, these are the type of stories. It's like the last dance. You need to wait more years after. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like Tomlin's still there. That's the problem. If Tomlin wasn't there, he's not coaching anymore. Oh, you know, yeah, Tom was a great guy. He reimbursed me once for a fine. Tomlin's still there. The Steelers are a respected organization with the National Football League. I think Goodell would just sort of let this sort of, you know, blow away, uh, so to speak. Uh, but nevertheless, it, you know, it put the Steelers, put them in an interesting uh, situation. It's not, the, it's not the type of attention the Steelers want. I agree. I think James Harrison is a different dude. He'll say whatever he wants. And I think he put his foot in it. He shouldn't have said anything about this, regardless of what's true or what isn't. I, I thought he put the Steelers in an impossible situation. Um, so I brought this up earlier. We've only got a couple of minutes left here. We're in conversation with Mike Blewett, uh, Sports Rage. I got one minute left, actually. Um, and that, so Cuomo... The governor seemed to be for it. 
And I don't know, California might not be, but they'll just let the the, the NFL California teams. They could play in um, they could play in Las Vegas. That's being discussed, or potentially Arizona, etc. Sure. And I think California will come around by then. So it leads me to believe NFL football might actually start on time. Like you I know, mean, I was thinking October. There won't be fans, but they might actually uh, they might actually kick off uh, September the tenth. A few weeks ago, I thought college had almost no shot of starting. Uh, and I thought the NFL was in danger of being delayed. I think they're going to go full bore into starting week one on time. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be challenges and potential health risks and things could go bad. We don't know. It's one thing to hold a UFC event that's like a one-off with 24 fighters than it is to have hundreds of athletes, uh, some of which are pretty big, uh, big gentlemen as well. Always a pleasure. Mike Blewett, Game Time Decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Daniel Brunson going down with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Thanks to Mike Blewett for stepping up and in. Always a pleasure talking NFL football with Mike Blewett. Um, we've got a lot of questions, actually, Cam. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, at SportsRage. Cam can be found at Cam Stewart Live. Uh, we've got a lot of tweets. A lot of, uh, a lot of people are very upset about what happened uh, with the Skins game. And I am, too. I'm just tired of it. I like just, you know, for once, just to be yeah. on the right side of one of these bad beats. Sorry, it's funny, Gabe. Uh, you know, when we're taping the show, I've heard a couple of sports books are investigating. I could tell you one thing, probably not the ones that I betted on, but uh, it would be really nice if they actually reversed this decision. It would be the right thing to do because Rory, they did not win the tournament and they and, it, and they, they won on a technicality on a closer to the pin, which was not even supposed to be happening after 18 holes. That should have been, as I said before, charity money separate. And if you are going to play, you have to play a legitimate hole. You can't have a closest to the pin competition. What is this, amateur night? They have to refund the money. Maybe sports books will get it right and things will be good for us, but I doubt it. Sounds like you want a class action lawsuit. I do. I'm calling Carl, your boy Carl Miles. I'm suing. Carl Miles, <laughs> yeah. If you ever need an attorney in the Buffalo area, Carl Miles will uh, well, hook you up, help you out. Because, uh, you know, good people, sometimes good people make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We made a bad decision betting on the dog. Seemed like a good decision at the time. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, David Stewart asks, favorite NASCAR driver? Well, Cam's going to say Kevin Harvick because Kevin Harvick just put some money in your pocket. Yeah, no, also I was going to say too, I, and I'm strictly like with personalities and stuff, there's a lot of interesting guys, but a guy that's always been good to me is Bowman. Every time I take him for like a top five, a top 10 at odds, he's been good to me. But uh, yeah, Harvick right Alex now. Alex Bowman finished second. Yeah, I told you, Alex I love Bowman that guy. Alex Bowman finished second. I love you that know, guy. You know, we talked about it too. Kurt Busch. Kurt Not Bush Kyle, but Kurt. Kurt, yeah. And Kurt, Kurt's like fighting his own man here. Like, you know, he used to be a dominant driver, and then he was sort of an afterthought. He didn't have a good car. Uh, but he's just consistent now, man. Top tens, top sevens, you know, you know, top fives. He's always in the mix. I saw his interview afterwards, too. There was like a bounce in his step. Even when they were interviewing, he had that look of kind of like, I mean business now. Like, I'm going to re-resurrect re my career again. Like, I really liked the way he was talking. He was talking with confidence, and he meant it. So I think he's a guy to play on. In the future, you know, one of my um, one of my favorite drivers in the old days was actually Tony Stewart, oh, except yeah. he's such a jerk. Yeah, he's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's impossible <laughs> to like. The guy ran someone over before. Like, I, I know it's not a good uh, one. like on a dune buggy. Speaking of dune buggies, yeah. actually, 
It's a good point, yeah. You know what I mean? Pat- like, he's not, like, like, I used to think he's funny, and he's a great driver, Tony Stewart. Yeah, he was. He's a great driver. Listen, you know, it was an accident what happened. I get it. it you was. know, it, it is what it is. But I'm just stating, he is a big hothead. He's kind of a jerk, and he became a bigger jerk uh, over the years. But I'll never forget, because he's a really good race car driver, right? And Tony Stewart talked about how he'd love to race an F1 car sometime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes, people always say that Formula One drivers are the best. He goes, I've always wanted to be in Formula One. Because Tony Stewart's raced, like, in the, in the um, you know, in the Indy 500 and yeah. NASCAR on the same days and stuff like that. Like, he's raced all types of racing. So they asked him, how come uh, you never tried racing in F1? He said, I'm too fat to get in the car. <laughs> exactly. He, that's Boy, what blank. And that was what was funny. <laughs> I like, I, I, and he goes, I'm not kidding. He goes, yeah. when I was younger, I could get in. He goes, I'm too big. He goes, I'm too fat to, for a Formula One. Stewart's one of those guys, once he got in the race, <laughs> he really started to notice he packed on the poundage. Like, his face got fatter. Fa- right. really <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. I think, he likes, I think he likes to have a few beers, too. So, yeah, I like Dale Earnhardt, though. Dale Earnhardt's like a good guy. Me, too. Dale Earnhardt's a good guy. You know, I'm a big, I'm a fan of Martin Truex because Truex is a good guy. Like, um, put all of his own money in, can like years ago, dude. His sponsor was like, uh, remember Denver Furniture or whatever. <laughs> he had like a furniture store in Denver on the hood of a NASCAR. Like, that was his title sponsor. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, the guy, like, it wasn't given to him, Martin Truex. Like, he'd uh, be like you with uh, rude jeans that you used to get sponsored oh, yeah, with. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut up and suck. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan says uh, betting trends for Bundesliga. Talk to Pucci. I don't, don't I bet got- it. Like that's yeah. my betting trends. Don't bet it. Although, shout out to our boy Puccio. He called two nothing. He said, "We said, what do you think the Bayern Munich score is going to be against Union Berlin?" And uh, he said two nil. I said, I said the same thing. I thought they would win two nil or three nil. Thing is, I couldn't find a goal and a half can. It was like my curling uh, teaser. Uh, uh, that I wanted plus three and a half rocks. It doesn't exist for the record. Um, I couldn't yep. find a goal and a half. Everyone knew it was minus two. So you played for the push. You got the push with Bayern Munich. Yeah. I'll tell you, the original trend guys, everyone thought, oh, they haven't played in a while. And I think people think Germany that like the casual soccer fan thinks Germans are efficient and they'll play defense and stuff. Oh, score, There's a lot of goals in the Bundesliga. Puccio knows this. Dortmund put a four spot up. They scored four goals on their own. Puccio says bad defense, lousy defense part of it too. All yeah. offense. But so, I will say. Yeah, don't bet yeah. unders. I think yeah, that's in a little trend. I think there's goals. The players are they're well rested now too, Ken. You're absolutely correct. And another thing, just like our baseball parlays that can't lose, there's always one favorite that'll screw you. Be very careful with the favorite parlays, you know. Don't put too many games in. That's my tip because one of them will screw you. Uh, no, our boy Lindsay, uh, legendary Lindsay, who we're, we're going to get on the show when we get uh, we get everything, all the systems, everything's back to normal in the future. We're getting back. We're going to be real normal uh, soon, guys. Yeah. Um, well, normal. Me and Cam will never be normal, but I'm talking about coming out of this uh, yeah. this lockdown, <laughs> yes. coming out of the lockdown, uh, so to speak. Um, you know, we'll be able to you know start taking phone calls during the show, etc., yes. and yes. sort of get back to a normal normal radio and TV show. Uh, once again, but legendary Lindsay's a great horse handicapper, and um, you know he's also a big sports fan though as well. He goes, um, how does it affect the uh, the point spreads with uh, with no fans in attendance? And it's interesting. We talked about it a little bit last week, Cam. Yet, I, you know, we, the numbers speak for themselves. In the old days, home field advantage in the National Football League, 
2.9 points per yep. game. Now, 2.2. Um, like 10 years ago, 60% of the time, 60% of the time, the home team would win. Yep, not anymore. Last year, 52% of the time yep. only. Home exactly. field, home court, home ice. We can go down the example, Kev. Last year, NBA Finals. The Raptors won three times in Oakland. St. Louis Blues. The Blues and the Brewers went back and forth winning exactly. on each other's ice. Exactly. Oh, remember that? That was the craziest time. No home team won. Blues won the clinching game in Boston. So, yes, I'm with you. Things have changed over time, man. Big time. And the home field, it doesn't, it isn't, it isn't what it used to be. Home court in the NBA isn't uh, what it used to be uh, either. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, the dynamic of, of no fans. And Steph Curry is talking about the NBA coming back. And Curry is a big star, so he was part of the, you know, the, 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 um, the star call, so to speak. Yeah. They left Harden off the call. Did they really? Yeah. Why? Like, you just don't I, like I, them? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I get I got to be not. honest with you. James Harden's one of those guys that gets weird. Like, you, you know Morenci. I'm almost like, pulling for him now. I am now. everyone that, screws him. That's it's like, it's, yeah, you know, yes. he is such... Same with Westbrook, too. Just the both of them. No one likes them. You know what I mean? Like... No, it's ridiculous, though. And that's the thing about life. It's like, what's James Harden ever done to anybody? I'm just saying, like, LeBron, AD, yes, yes. Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, um, they were all on the call. Yeah. It was basically Chris Paul, sort of, you know, the guys you would expect. Mm-hmm. But they, because James Harden was asked, he goes, no. I don't know I didn't know about the call. Didn't know about the call. Right? So it's not one of their boys, so to speak. That's disrespectful, actually. For He should be on the call with us. Just guys alone. the leading score in the NBA. That's to my point. He <laughs> has to be on the call. Well, I don't like care if you like him or not. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, really? I'm with you, Morenci. I'm, um, I'm cheering for him now. That's a, that's a s- stupid move by the NBA. Dumb. Steph Curry was talking about how, like, Curry's a big sport fan, right? And Curry's, yeah. watching, Curry's watching all these games and events without fans. Yeah. And he said, guys... The NBA without fans will be amazing TV. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said, you guys will get, you'll get to hear what we say to each other on the court. But the only thing is, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of F-bombs and stuff. So they're going to have to, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. they handle that. They were talking about putting it on a delay, but you can't delay the whole broadcast. I have an idea, and we talked about it, and it was your idea, too. You have two casts. You have the the PG cast, and you have ones with swear words. Let the kids watch the ones that, you know, with the beeps, and we'll, as adults, watch swearing. Because you know these guys are going to be swearing. It's a hard habit to stop. Boy, William Guy. What's up, William Guy? Mm. Uh, William Guy says, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing with the last dance. The Last Dance documentary, and I'm surprised. Remember, I talked about it last yeah. week. I'm surprised ESPN has the swearing, and ESPN2 has the family version. Which makes no sense. I don't understand. The opposite. Yeah, I know. You figured <laughs> that would have went the other way around there. Uh, but William Guy's got a good uh, good question. Uh, favorite Vancouver Grizzly of all Ooh. time? That's tough. I got to go, go. go with Abdul Rahim. Sharif, he was the man. Yeah. He was I'm, a good player on a bad team for years. He was. I'll go with Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby will be my guy for the Vancouver Grizzlies. I think he, uh, you know, Tony Massenberg held that franchise together, kind of like a journeyman, but Mike Bibby would be my guy for the Vancouver. Good call on Abdul Rahim, though, Gabe. I like that. Very good answer. Um, all right. Uh, what else do we got? We got a couple other ones we can't answer because uh, – one of them's like, tell us your craziest, uh, you and Cam's craziest Vegas story. No, we can't do that on this. Can't talk about I'm this sorry, on the radio. Guys. We're trying to get us fired. 
Yeah, like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll tell you about it, but it won't be very good. If you want us to include details, uh, we'll send you a direct message or uh, catch us at a bar. Yeah, yeah. John, Johnny, Johnny Blaze, <laughs> like most degenerate time in Vegas, guys. And we have another one too. Uh, craziest time that you guys had at a at a sporting event. Full stories only. And once again, what are you trying to do? Get us arrested here? Exactly. Like we can't tell you what we did at these things. Well, like, we all know not- I did famously get uh, detained for um, going to the bathroom in a parking lot of a Bills game or against the fence at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was there for that I one. I ended up getting put in the uh, in the cell in the stadium. And they actually have, yeah, yeah, they got a TV. The TV's not in the cell, but you can see the TV outside. So I'm waiting to pick up Gabe in the waiting room. I'm like, can you put the game on? No, sir, yeah, no TV. Everybody hear him, yeah, yeah, all the guys in the cell are like watching the game. I'm going, oh my God, this is ridiculous. But another part is, Cam, where the cell is, (laughs) you can see like the players run by. So Uh, you know what I mean? Like you can hear a player like, oh, it was like an interception. So I just sort of saw Bill's helmet like, ding, like speed past our head. (laughs) Like through this little corridor. That's awesome. Another one, a good one. Uh, the Orange Bowl. We went to Oklahoma and Florida. Gabe got oh, kicked out of the game. Story. No, 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 no. But it was still a crazy story. You got kicked out of the game. And then you left me. Uh, basically, you went back to the hotel. I'm the last guy. All the buses took off. And I'm crawling like through the weeds and the pork and beans trying to get home. No one would pick me up. It's like the most dangerous area. And I had money in my pocket. Thank God I finally got a ride. But man, I thought I was going to die that night. That was scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've been in a lot of bad neighborhoods too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you don't want to be in that area, Miami, after a game. Oh no, no, no! Still, people talk about oh, Southern hospitality, not there. Not there. It's a great place to get murdered or robbed. Like I was scared, man. Nobody, no guys, cars were driving right by. They wouldn't pick you up. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were in Miami, and uh, I remember me and Cam were like, uh, stop at this store. We were all drunk. We wanted to stop, and we're going to the game. Stop at the store, and it was a liquor store. I said, I got to go to the bathroom. We're going to get a bottle. And the taxi driver told us, if I let you out, I'm not waiting. Yeah, and, then, exactly. and, then, and, and then he even goes, and he goes, and I'm not letting you out. Exactly. <laughs> he goes, we ain't pulling in here. And then he even told us. He goes, this is the worst part of the city. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he goes, you guys won't last five minutes in this parking lot. No, and we're, yeah, and we're pretty street savvy, too, but uh, not not there. Hey, the parking lot at the stadium wasn't much better, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Good point, man. <laughs> the stadium. You know, we're getting all these. Uh, we're getting all these questions. Where they're all, uh, you, know, you know, how crazy have you guys gotten at games, man? That's the one thing that I do miss, though. I don't go out a lot. Like you know, we do shows all the time as it is. Yeah. So I don't go out to bars much. I don't go out to clubs and stuff like that. But I do like to go to a sports event every two weeks, once a month. Something to look forward to. All right, I'm going to go see yep. Michigan and Rutgers. Oh, okay, I'm going to see the Knicks and the Raptors. You know, it's always good to have something to look forward to. Yet, I'm starting to feel better about the the, the future and sports uh, coming back um, slowly but surely. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, I've got a couple of minutes left here on Game Time Decisions. Get on the grid at SportsGrid, SportsGrid.com. You can find me on Twitter. At Sports Rage, you can find Camp at Cam Stewart Live. And of course, you can catch us right here on SB Nation Radio weekdays at 6. It's great to have some games uh, back 
Uh, we're going to have to uh, talk a lot of NASCAR over the next uh, couple of weeks because it's going to be a NASCAR race pretty much uh, you know, every couple of days when you mix in the Xfinity Series and, uh, and you talk about the Cup Series uh, as well. Going to be numerous races uh, per week. So that's going to be uh, cool. Golf, we've got the Skins game. Skins game 2.0, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson, Team Cheat. And yes. uh, Tom Brady, that's what I'm calling them, Team Cheat. I got to read the Phil, rules. Phil and, before. Phil and Tom. Yeah, Phil and Tom, Cheaters Incorporated. I'll tell you one thing, I'm digging deeper. There better not be some nuance or rule at the end of this thing. Like, I got to find out exactly how they're going to grade these things because that was insane. We, we need to know, Gabe. No, that's a good point. Like, is it just standard, guys? Like, how hard is this? Help you us brought out. it up earlier. It's a good point. Everything is more complicated now, isn't it, Ken? We need to overcomplicate everything. You know, it's like, uh, it's like football itself. They keep making up, like, new rules. There should be less rules. Yes. It's almost like laws. Like, politicians always create new laws all the time. They never, like, kill old laws, though. They always yeah. just add more and more and more and more. Yeah, more and, like, you look at the NFL now, you don't even know what a catch is anymore. Yep. It's like, I don't know, did he catch it? I don't know. Yeah, he caught it, but are they going to give him the catch? I don't know. Yeah, and exactly. it, I knew, too, watching the Skins game, I was like, why do I know we're going to get screwed here somehow? I knew it. I felt the screw job coming. Yeah, I didn't. Sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like you've gone through the uh, the five stages of grief, actually, Kent. You were raging, denial, I want my money back. I've hit sadness Sounds like you've hit sadness and acceptance. Yeah. Yes, like right I, at the end of the show, you're like, yeah. I'm actually really upset. Like, I'm very, You're very not even upset. as red as you were before. Like, earlier in the show, you were really, you were really mad. Well, what am I going to do? Just keep on raging and throw a converter against the wall again? Then I got more problems. I've learned, like, it's just the worst. You want to break things, but then that costs you more money, and the money you lost uh, on the uh, event, uh, it blows. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, the saying is, they used to say, after bad beats, I always tell people, well, they play the national anthem every day. Right now is a thing. Like, all right, you lost the game at 7.30. You lost the early NBA game. Yeah. Whatever, dude. There's four late night NBA games coming up. Now it's frustrating because after, there's nothing to bet on right away. Exactly. You know what I mean? We're getting stuff back now and it's cool, but there's nothing to like right away to bet on. But we'll be breaking it down right here on SB Nation Radio. Stay safe. May the winners be yours, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.